The following program is intended for mature audiences. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. It's Big Boom Radio Friday, people, so it's time once again for the Big Boom Radio podcast, Riffs and Rants, with Johnny Teflon and Michael Sean Lee. Both barrels, both sides, and a lot of good music, too. All I know is this violates every canon of respectable broadcasting. Indeed it does, my friend. Indeed it does. And we'll be right back, folks, after the first gem of the day. Every time I look around, around. every time 
time I look around Every time I look around Every time I look around It's in my face And how appropriate, <laughs> I must say. Well, which is it? How bizarre or how appropriate? It is. It just is. Yes. Given, given what we've been through, you know, over the last, I don't know, it seems like forever, doesn't forever. it? Forever. It, it probably isn't much more than a couple of weeks, but it seems like forever. It's just what we needed on top of all the other bullshit that we've had to deal with this year. We needed a protracted... Mm-hmm. Election, you know, to just turn the screws to just well, let's not put the carpet before the horse. All right, okay, we we picked this gem, agreed. Um, it was it was your idea, yeah. and I wholeheartedly supported it. I was gonna it. say, you were very, very in agreement with me on this one. And before you educate our listeners on this gem, yes. I would just say right up front that this is like a disclaimer. The gems portrayed in this episode of the Riffs and Rants podcast are not from the normal selection this criteria that we normally use. probably has a lot to do with the fireball that, that we hit Yes, that just passed over head this week. <laughs> and we're in full George Costanza mode. We're doing everything the opposite, at least for a couple of weeks, yeah. while we chart these uncharted waters. On oh, that note, uh, my friends. We are sailing in uncharted waters. But, oh, uh, boy. But yeah, that was OMC with How Bizarre, which, which I believe came out in 1992. It's a tune that just appeals to me on so many different levels. Uh, great story behind it. Um, OMC was not really a band. It was pretty much one guy, a guy by the name of Polly Furama hmm. uh, from New Zealand, of all places. Okay. And, uh, and the OMC, you know, the band name OMC, was actually a joke uh, between the musicians that were behind recording this tune and Polly, of course, writing the tune. Uh, it's it's OMC stood for Otara Millionaires Club, and uh, again it was a wink wink nudge nudge joke. You know they had to put a band name on the recording, mm-hmm. uh, and of course the album that the song was part of and whatnot, and that's what they came up with, because none of them were millionaires; they were all broke. I mean sure. this is a bunch of guys in New Zealand. I mean I didn't know aware that that starving artist thing permeated all the way down to New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a socialist country. I didn't know they had poor people. <laughs> I don't know, but I think the <laughs> I next, next biggest artist coming out of there was Lord, like 30 years later. Okay. Um, but yeah, it, I think Pauly did his part to put New Zealand on the map as far as, uh, as, far as music is concerned. Gotcha. And uh, I mean, you can qualify uh, OMC and Pauly as a one-hit wonder. They had some local success and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I mean, my God, if you're going to hit one time, yeah. let it be global. You yeah, know? and it's, that was a perfect earworm. Yeah. And I was like, well... Wow, maybe we're not going to do any classic rock this episode. <laughs> and yeah, once, once that sucker flew out the barn, we were just chasing it. Oh, so appropriate. <laughs> so appropriate for on so many different levels. Just just stick with the title. I mean, how yeah. bizarre. And yeah, and fun, lighthearted tune, yes. great video to go with it. And that's the other thing we should mention. This episode lighthearted. Yes. Okay. Yes. If you every, people are looking yes. for a serious discourse and no, breakdowns of this, this and that, this is not here. This is not your podcast. No, everybody <laughs> needs to cool the fuck out now. Uh, just and yeah, that's what we're doing tonight, folks. We're cooling out. You know, we're having some fun. We're having a few drinks. Sure. And uh, and yeah, we're just we're just celebrating the fact that God damn it, we're still here. <laughs> we're still here, regardless of everything that's gone on over the last bunch of weeks. Yep. 
But know? as as is our nature, you know, we're we're still here. We're confident in our our respective roles in society and our our place in the big scheme of things. And we're absolutely thrilled that this bullshit election is done. Yes, and we have one it's small done. request yes. of the the public and the press at large. Mm-hmm. We've compiled uh, a list of let's say ten. Uh, sayings, or in some cases, concepts that we don't want to hear for the next four years. At least four years, if At not least. ever again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're going to share those with you folks. And yes, we are. See if it matches uh, the list in your head, okay? Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, you're part of the problem. Indeed. All right, so I'll kick it off. Lead it off, John. All right. Uh, and number 10, uh, word or concept that I don't want to hear for another four years, uh, it's a twofer. Either Antifa or fascism. I don't want to hear it unless I'm watching a History Channel, baby. I couldn't possibly agree more. I don't know how many people are aware of this, but Antifa uh, is, uh, I don't know if it's an acronym. Uh, it's a, uh, uh, what's it's, the word I'm looking for, It's as simple John? as, uh, well, no, acronym is correct. Yeah, acronym for anti-fascism. Exactly. And who isn't anti-fascist? It makes you wonder. Yeah. 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 <laughs> how big an asshole are you? Yep. You know, everybody's in, at least in the United States, is anti-fascist. We're mm-hmm. not interested in fascism. I don't think most people would know the meaning of the term fascism if it punched them in the face. Probably not, because they no. don't teach that in school anymore. I don't think they do. They don't. Yeah. So who, who <laughs> could not possibly be anti-fascist? This is this is something. Well, it's actual a, fascists. Yeah, and they tend to. If I'm if I'm wrong, please correct me. They're the ones that dress in black and burn things and and toss bombs into buildings. And oh no, wait, that was anti. See now I'm confused again. I know it's very confusing. <laughs> no, I tend to think this is just a word that the media uses to scare the shit out yes, of everybody. Because Boogeyman was already taken. Uh, yeah, indeed, indeed, and unfortunately, Boogeyman isn't quite as scary as Antifa. You know? Correct. Well, nowadays in COVID-19, someone with an actual boogie or someone composed of boogies, that would be pretty scary. I hadn't thought of that. Because a face mask ain't going to save you from that. This is true. This is true. I hadn't considered right, that. We digress. Yeah. We digress. We do that from time to time. <laughs> Thank you, Fireball. So, yeah, no more Antifa. No more fascism. Fuck nope. off with that. Don't yep. want to hear it anymore. No, thank you, ma'am. All right. What's number What's nine, up? sir? Uh, okay. Well, this is another term that you and I agreed that we don't want to hear anymore, ever, preferably. <laughs> And the term is waves. 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 Normally, waves, you know, make me think of sitting on the beach in Southern California, smoking a joint, (laughs) sipping a drink with an umbrella in it, maybe a little fruit. And, of course, I'd be on the East Coast beach looking at the waves saying, is that a shark? (laughs) Do you have sharks in Jersey? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Makos, the very fast ones that are always pissed off. Oh, okay, good, good. But, yeah, waves, I mean, the fact that this this term has been hijacked, it's, it's taken away from... You know, this pleasant uh, image that I have. Sure. I'm, I'm very resentful of that fact. Um, red waves, blue waves. Well, rest easy, my friend, because there was no wave. No, there no was wave. no wave. And that's, I think, another term. That's a music term, the no wave thing. Was I think it? back in the 80s, yeah. Because huh. you had new wave and then you had no wave. I did not know that. But, yeah, the fact that people have hijacked this, ter- this term and, and added a political context to it, right. uh, fuck them, quite yeah. frankly. No more. No, no more. more. We're, we're taking waves back. Thank you. We're taking waves Or maybe we should take a number eight, a poll. Yes. No let's, more polls. Let's, let's take a poll so we really have no clue whatsoever. Uh-huh. You know, these guys, uh, it, it's funny because there's a whole industry of polling and... Uh, Fake news. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> 
Seriously. It's a fake it's, occupation. It's fallen under that category now because they're so wrong all so of wrong. the time. So wrong. And, you know, I don't care what their bullshit excuse is. I used to for laugh. Not getting it right this time. Yeah. I, mean, I used to laugh at the city of Philadelphia because they grease all the poles in the city so that whenever there's a sporting <laughs> championship or whatever, so the local populace can't climb them. Yes. We should take a page out of that book. I'm thinking so. And just eliminate poles. Agreed. Because they're misleading. They're mildly entertaining at best, but in this case, they were so friggin' wrong. It's like, go ask your, your, your crazy grandma, who's going to win, grandma? Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> That's how accurate these polls were. Well, according to the polls, <laughs> yeah, out the door, done. Um, and, you know, you and I were talking about this before the show, that, that has an undue influence on people, I think, mm -hmm. as far as, you know, are you going to vote here, are you going to vote there? Well, the polls say this. Right. And the polls, you know, have proven to be wildly inaccurate. A lot of people don't realize that with most polls, there's at least a 4%, uh, what's the term? There's uh, a margin of error. Error, error yeah. margin yeah. of error factor. Yep. So you got to take that with a grain of salt. And yet people were absolutely obsessed, as they have been for many, many elections going back many, many years. Mm -hmm. And again, 2016, now 2020, wildly inaccurate. Not, you can't base anything on these polls. Because you know, polls work if you've got someone that's willing to take the time to give you an honest answer. Mm -hmm. We live in a day and age where people's attention span is measured in the beats of a hummingbird's heart. Yeah. So if someone's going to pull you aside in the local mall, which I don't even know if we can go to anymore with, with COVID, yeah. uh, would you mind answering these 25 questions? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, pal. Yeah. And they're just going to rattle off a bunch of stuff. Or maybe you'll get it in an email with the promise of some gift card if you answer all the questions. Yeah. People don't have time for this shit. It's as simple to, as that. To what end does, do they serve, quite honestly? Right. I mean, in this case, who did they help? Yeah. Nobody. I mean, you're going in, the, going in to vote. You're going in to do your thing. You're going in to do what you should feel obligated to do as an American. Do polls really make any difference to you? Is that going to change your opinion? Are you so stupid? Do you have <laughs> so little spine that, you know, I know people are followers. Well, yeah, the, the answer nature. is yes. I mean, if you've seen, and I didn't see many of these, but if there were polls out there that were saying, oh, man, you know, Trump's running away with it. Don't even go to the, to the voting booth. Then I could see, yeah, it's swaying people because they're thinking, well, my vote's not going to count. I'm going to sit here and eat another box of bonbons mm -hmm. and watch Springer. Yeah. You know, but I don't think that was the case. Just by the, the sheer turnout in this election was... It was monstrous. Ugh. Rick, and record territory. <laughs> yes. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, polls, no thank you. Don't no more need polls. It. Don't want to hear about it. <laughs> Next. Next is Patriot. Oh, Jesus. Right? Yeah. That People goes along with that favorite saying, well, God is on our side. <laughs> yeah. And what if he isn't? He's going to just smote everybody else? I mean, yeah. look, it's, it's easy to be patriotic. It's hard to be a patriot because some thought tends to go into that. And everybody claims that they're doing the patriotic thing. You know, patriotism walks hand in hand with nationalism. That's yeah. a razor's edge. Yeah. And, and fascism. Hey. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's gotten to a point now where the term patriot to me translates to asshole. <laughs> you know? it's like, you Ladies know. and gentlemen, the great understander. <laughs> and usually it's, it's a title that people ascribe to themselves. Have you noticed, I'm a patriot. No, you're a dick, you know? <laughs> and I always wondered why you lost that gig on NPR, but yeah, I, I think know, I'm starting I know, I know, it's regrettable. <laughs> it is. It truly is. <laughs> but yeah, just for the most part, you know... Uh, 
it's it, anytime you're ascribing yourself, anytime you're, you're you're labeling yourself as something, yep, you're an asshole. I'm I, sorry. I know what you're throwing out there. Yeah, and you're right. And I don't want to hear it anymore. No, you at least know, not for four more years. As far as I'm concerned, history will decide who the Patriots are mm-hmm. and who they're not. And uh, and yeah, that's the end of that. Well, I tell you what, the way the numbers are falling, you've got uh, one that I had chosen. Let's see, <laughs> let's see if you do it justice. If you begrudgingly agree with me, uh, I'm, I'm going to get another rant ready to go, John. Maybe number Give six, me. community organizer. Ooh, ooh. If there was ever a more useless position in the universe to connote some type of qualification to lord over others, yeah. it would be community organizer. It seems to be very vague. And it very, seems very vague. Very, very <laughs> empty term. I guess Al Capone was a community organizer. That's what he I'm got told. The, he got the trains running he on time. Did indeed. Adolf Hitler was a, a community organizer. Yes, yeah. Jimmy Hoffa, from what I understand, yes. was, was a community organizer. But yeah, it's yet another one of those vague bullshit terms that gets thrown around a little bit too loosely and a little bit too, yep. God, I, God forbid I say it, liberally. And, yeah. uh, and it needs to go away now. Yeah. It needs to go away now for a while. Right. Unless it really does. Any, any of the community organizers can solve things like inner city gun violence mm. or, oh, I don't know, disparaging levels of education in city schools because they can't get teachers to come back and actually teach there. Yeah. I mean, any one of those things, I would just be on board with it. Seems like an <laughs> ego-inflating term that in the end of the day doesn't really amount to much. It's kind of like running into some friends from college, say, 10 years ago, and are like, so what are you doing now? I'm a community organizer. Oh, and what is that? Do you make so, money doing so that? So exactly, what is that? Yeah, and do it's you like get being paid? an art major? Yeah. And how do you make money, dear? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seems to be some bullshit involved. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we got another fun one coming up. Here at number we five. go. Here we go. Bring it home to us, sir. Uh, the term is militia. The word is militia. Yes, it, it gives me douche chills. Quite frankly. <laughs> Douche chills. Because as we had discussed beforehand, um, you know, one of two images gets conjured up by a rational person when you say militia. Mm-hmm. Either a bunch of good old boys running around in fatigues in the, in the Louisiana bayou. Yeah, drinking way chasing too Chasing revenuers, beer. right? Yeah, yeah. Or old-timey fellows in tri-corner hats and high pants with a, with a mm-hmm. black powder muzzle-loading uh, a weapon Back ready to day. face down the yeah, bridge. Exactly. <laughs> and the reality is... Pretty much whatever the middle of that is, but still, unlike what it should be, an unsanctioned group carrying arms in public. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's another one of those terms, whether it, when it's self-appointed, mm-hmm. it's a complete load of shit. Yes. And, uh, you know, I mean, if people would do their homework, do their research, quote-unquote militias are supposed to be appointed by Bingo. governing bodies. You can't just say, oh, we're a militia. Yep. You know, no, you're a collection of fucking idiots. Yeah. You know, just because you're armed and because you have one extremist point of view or the other doesn't make you anybody. And in one of our um, earlier podcasts, you know, I had commented that I was pleased with the level of self-restraint that, by and large, the militias had shown. Because mm-hmm. as I went back, was looking at footage of all these riotous events. There was a militia station at pretty much all of them, and they weren't opening fire on people. But again... I got nervous looking at this group of armed individuals kind of waiting to see what role they might play in this calamitous event. And I could only imagine that the law enforcement had to be uh, even more on edge because now if they've got the quote-unquote bad guys in front of them throwing Molotov cocktails and shit, the ones that got their back, you never know where they stand because, as you said, they're not 
an appointed group with a set of, of agenda and marching orders. Mm-hmm. Who knows what and, they're going to do? And a requirement to qualify for. Right. You know, it, it, you go back to, again, you know, the origin of the term militias. This goes back to, you know, the 1700s, the 1800s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were certain obligations that these people had. Right. And it doesn't. It, it doesn't measure up anymore. It's not. It's it's one of those terms that's been bastardized, yep. um, and it it does a disservice to the concept. It mm-hmm. truly does, and uh, and yeah, the hyperbole surrounding it's absolutely ridiculous. I think the media in particular loves to throw around the term militia to scare the shit out of people, right. and it works. It does scare the I shit mean, out it, of people. At this point, we got four branches. You know, five if you count the space force of of active duty military personnel. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the reserves. Then you've got National Guard. I don't think we need to go any deeper than that. No. I really don't. Let's no. shut down the clubhouse. You guys just go hunt some squirrels with yeah. your 50 rounds a pop, and yeah. we'll, we'll yeah. be okay. Yeah, empty the keg, take down the Confederate <laughs> flag, go the fuck home. Oof. Yeah. Okay. Hey, now. That brings us to number four. Oh, here we go. Number four. Is Hit a, me, John. It's a fun word that got a lot of press this uh, cycle. Defund. Ooh, the bullshit meter goes into the red right. once again. Defund as to take away monetary assets for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, I'll just throw this out there. There was a contentious uh, phone call with some of the Democratic senators and representatives who had won. I heard about this. And one of them, forgive me, I forget her name. I keep thinking it, it, it's Kennedy or something to that effect. Yeah. Uh, and she was yelling on the call at Nancy Pelosi and the other, you know, powers that be. Yeah. You know, a lot of good people lost their spots today yeah, because you people can't come up with an identity for this party. She's like, I never want to hear anybody say defund again. Yes. And I never want to hear anybody say, well, we'll save that second word because it'll show up again later. <laughs> but yeah. Words like that, they just freaked everybody out. Freaked me out. And I don't even live in an area where any of this was actually on the ballot, so to speak. Well, this is yet another example of where the issue is far more complicated than this this term that's being thrown around uh, way too liberally, way too loosely. Yep. Um, This is a complicated situation. It's going to take time. It's going to take a lot of different input and whatnot. But, yeah, the idea of... I mean, literally, if you go by the meaning of the word defunding, the police is pretty ridiculous. Right. Had they said reallocation? There you go. It's like Mayor Larry from the movie Jaws. Yeah, somebody says Barracuda. You're like, what, what, what? (laughs) What do you say, shark? Shark? Yeah. Yeah. And if somebody had said reallocate funds, people would have been like, well, okay, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. But if you say defund the police, everybody loses their shit. Yeah. Now, I will say, as a you know, law and order guy as I am, mm-hmm. I grew up in a relatively well-to-do suburb in New Jersey, and we had a massive, always did, to this day they still do, had a massive police force. Yeah. The police uh, the precinct itself was like a fort. And I remember them taking us there for like field trips when I was in kindergarten. And this place is massive, yeah. okay? Granted, we always had a super low crime rate in the town, but based on... Uh, other cities in New Jersey, I think perennially, as a township, we came in within the top five largest police forces in the state. Yeah. Okay? Now, that's a case of probably too much yeah. given to them yeah. that the, uh, the more urban areas could have used. Well, police forces don't need paramilitary equipment. They, they really don't. don't. They don't. So when you look at it in those lights, I would be open to a conversation. But do not come at me and talk about dismantling an entire 
police district. Well, again, that's absurd. <laughs> it's absolutely absurd. It's robbery in progress, and yeah. a social worker. Exactly. <laughs> you know, there are certain things. I mean, when when this started being discussed um, under the concept, like you said, of reallocate. Mm-hmm. Maybe there are some things that we could take off the plate sure. of you know uh, the police around the country and whatnot. Uh, find a better way to serve certain issues and whatnot. But yeah, if you want to take this term literally, and and people just so play fast and loose with the definitions of words these days. Mm-hmm. The idea, the actual concept, if like I said, if you take it literally, what the word defund means. The idea of defunding the police is absurd. Yeah. It is absolutely absurd. Because in my mind's eye, that means just take all the money away. That's it. Yeah. Leave your badge and your gun on your way out. We're turning off the lights. That's what the word defund means. Maybe every time somebody's elected to Congress or the Senate, the first thing they should give them, make them swear in a Bible and then hand them a fucking thesaurus. Yeah. So they come up with some better lingo. Well, it's again, it's another <laughs> another hot button issue. It's clickbait. Yeah. Dog whistle. You know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it's it's a load of shit. And people need to be a little bit smarter than that, a little bit more intelligent than that if we're gonna explore these issues. Yep. All You're right. up, sir. Number three, the big all number right, three. All right, all right. I'll take this one down. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Number three is Occupy. Occupy. Yes. Yes. This seat taken? <laughs> Another one. Let's leave this one behind, folks. <laughs> Let's just leave it behind. You know, there's so many better ways to express an idea or a concept. And there's so many better places to occupy... Like, I don't know, stay at home a day. Get out of the street and read your kid a book. How about that? That really? would impress me. Well, if people don't get smart and, and you know, start wearing a mask and whatnot, you're going to be occupying your house <laughs> until further notice, Or a folks. hole in the ground. Yeah, wake the fuck up. But, yeah, occupy. that's just that's another, that's another hot-button type word, another clickbait uh-huh. word that we can throw around. We're going to occupy this. We're going to occupy that. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. At the end of the day, what have you accomplished? Not a fucking thing. Nothing. You know, you need to be a little bit more elaborate. You need to be a little bit more intelligent. We've got to be. We've got to be a little reluctant to take these 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 words that, you know, these little hot button things, the the, the methods that we're trying to, to, I guess, explain things to people and whatnot, mm-hmm. that are just a little bit too dumb and a it's little bit cheap too simple. Political theater. Yeah. Thank you. Of it. Thank you. That's what I was grasping for. And uh, yeah, it needs to go by the wayside. We need to be a little bit more intelligent than that, folks. Yep. All right. You next, John? Well, no, I'm going to let you go next because you made up this amazing <laughs> phrase <laughs> that I'm still trying to parse. <laughs> All right. Again, I'm going to attribute this to the vodka and the fireball. Um, Speaking of thesauruses. Yes, yes. Number two is uninformed celebrity miasma. Wow. Yes. That's a mouthful, folks. Verbal diarrhea. Another way, another way to say bullshit. Well, now that the election is over... Actors and actresses, a.k.a. professional pretenders, can go back to their craft and stop telling me how to think. I am so excited about that. Everybody has a right, uh, you know, free speech Mm -hmm. in the United States to have an opinion, have a position, uh, to express it, if you will. But, you know, the idea that somebody who is a quote-unquote celebrity is somehow smarter or more insightful or more intelligent than your average person is a load of shit. And people need to get by that. You know, they really do. Um, I was, you know, I, you and I have talked about this. I lived in Southern California for 25 years. I worked in and around the entertainment industry for a long, long time. And the idea that maybe some of these people, they appear on television or they appear in videos or movies or whatever. and they Award make a lot, speeches. 
Yeah, and they make yeah. a lot more money than you or me <laughs> or anybody else. It's the glamour. Doesn't mean they're any more intelligent or insightful than anybody else. If you don't do your homework, shut the fuck up. Yeah. If you're not an informed person, don't want to hear it. It's like that running joke on The Simpsons about I'm not really a doctor, but I play one on TV. Right. That means you're not really a fucking doctor. <laughs> Doesn't know shit about the medical field. Wake the fuck up, people. Well, it's, who's Robert De Niro going to punch out now? That's a His good proctologist? I mean, he did seem to get very angry over the last bunch of years. Very angry old manish. He did. Yes. I'm not sure. It, it wasn't a good look. <laughs> it really wasn't. You know, and now we're past it. So, I mean, big fan of De Niro. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, it just. I don't know. I'm 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 tired of the celebrity bullshit myself. Yeah. I really am. And, and having, like I said, having worked with them, worked around them, partied with them, got high with them. Mm-hmm. You know, I hate to break it to you, folks, but they're no more insightful than you or me or anybody else. So not even stop, a little bit. Stop hanging, you know, your opinion and your perspective on what they have to say because that's a load of shit. Yep. And uh, and get past it. Just get past it. Do your homework, just like anybody else. That's the thing. Yes. Do your homework. I mean. I imagine that with all this being done now, I know, pipe dream, but I imagine <laughs> maybe our big three news services will all go a little more centrist now hmm. because there's no more boogeyman. You know, they, they got rid of Trump, okay? They did whatever they did. We got Biden in there, which nobody really hates. He's, he's a relatively likable individual. Joe, Joe's pretty benign. He yeah, really and he's, he's a moderate Democrat, so he's not going to flip everything on its head overnight. Maybe everyone, and this goes for the late night talk show hosts, all these cats with this easy comedy they've been doing for the last four years, maybe there will be some normalcy actually, you know, reinstated. Well, well, I, I think in, in a lot of ways that, that Joe's the gatekeeper, um, you know, he, That's he, why I'm starting the hashtag movement, keep Joe alive. Yeah, yeah let's do that. <laughs> let's keep Joe breathing. Um, but yeah, he, he very astutely said uh, prior to the results of the election that if I am elected, I'm going to be the president of everyone. Right. I'm paraphrasing here. Yep. Um, not just you know the head, of the, the head of the Democratic Party. Joe is not an extremist by any stretch. I know a lot of people are afraid of the extreme wing of the Democratic Party. And, you know, in a lot of ways, again, Joe's going to be the gatekeeper. He's going to keep, right. hopefully, keep everybody sane and everybody it's still, cool. it's still only about, and this is even maybe blowing it up more than it needs to be, maybe a third of the active Democratic Party is what you consider extreme. Oh, yeah. So I'm not overly concerned about that. No. Well, the problem I just say listen to him. Yeah, well, the problem <laughs> is the extreme wings of either party, you right. know, whether it's right. the conservatives or the liberals, they're the ones that get all the press. Mm-hmm. And I think as a country now, we have a, a very distorted view of whoever our political opposites are. Right. Um, vast majority of people are moderates. Yep. You know, they just want to just want to go to work all every day. Kool-Aid. Yeah, you know, go to work every day, make a decent amount of money, come home, kick back. Right. You know, hopefully the kids do well in school, blah a blah chicken blah. Chicken in every pot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's really but that doesn't generate uh Again, clickbait. It doesn't make money. It doesn't sell ads on the nightly newscast. No. no. And, and people got to <laughs> Are be you st- happy? Are you content? We'll change the channel. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> People, people got to get wise to that, man. People got to be stop being so easy to be manipulated. And speaking of easily manipulated, yes. that brings us to number one Ooh, on giving, our list of words I, I, we don't I'm, want to hear for four I'm years. Giving, giving this one to you, John. Oh, love, hit it lovely. out of the park, brother. Do it. Socialism. Bang. Boom. I like it. Don't want to hear it. Nope. 
Don't want to think about it. Mm-mm. Don't want to take a square peg, mush it into a round hole, point at it, and call it socialism. No. Don't want to do it. <laughs> Given the fact that most people have no fucking clue what that word really means, yep. don't want to hear it anymore. Nope. Don't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> so done with it. And that concludes our 10 words and phrases that we don't want to hear oh. for the next four years. Are we done? Are we done? We're done. Oh, good. I think okay. it's time for a middle gem. Oh, I, I think you might be right. I think we need to get loose here. And back to the, the comedy cadre that is our <laughs> gem selection this evening. I, and, and listeners of the show, will know this immediately. Like, how did he let this shit fly? <laughs> it's about being conciliatory. Yes. And this was, this was my olive branch to my good buddy here who thinks... I don't know how he thinks, mm. um, but he's like he's like one of those liberal people. <laughs> so this is my olive branch I gave to him so we can move on in an orderly fashion. Well, truth be told, uh, you know, when we were discussing this pre-show, I told John that, you know, in my personal opinion, everybody needs to chill the fuck out, and he agreed with me. Yeah, but so, you always say that. I kind of do, You're so I? friggin' mellow. This is true. And me, I just want a roundhouse kick a baby today. <laughs> It's really, it's really a, a special thing, folks, that we're even doing a podcast today mm. because I was just, just miserable, you know. But hadn't lost his sanity, though, folks. He, not was, yet. he was teetering on the edge, <laughs> but we managed to reel, we managed to reel Johnny back in through again. the power of music, and this is why I do what I do, right, folks? So we're gonna send this one out to the man sitting right across from me. It is Sublime. Doing smoke two joints. <laughs> Enjoy. We'll be back in a couple minutes with some more things. And... One of them was a male, and the other two, well, the other two were females. God only knows what they were up to in there. And furthermore, Susan, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised to learn that all four of them habitually smoke marijuana cigarettes. Reefers. Alright. 
my friend. That thank you. Olive Branch. Thank you. Thank you. That was a gift. I know perhaps you would have preferred the original. I am, I, uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I will always be a huge fan of Sublime. Yeah, I was in L.A. when those guys blew up. They were mm-hmm. legends in the underground uh, before, I believe that was off of 40 Ounces to Freedom, wasn't it? You are correct. Yeah, they were legends when that album came out mm-hmm. locally. I mean, they were one of those bands. Very similar to you know one of your favorite bands, Van Halen. Uh, they were legendary for playing these backyard parties where 5,000 people would show up. Nice. And would just go off, you know? Yep. And it was funny because they were drunken knuckleheads. But they were revolutionary in the styles of music that they combined. Oh, yeah. yeah, and I love the irreverence, the fact that they never took themselves too seriously. Yep. yep. And yeah, sadly, done before their time. You uh, know, makes makes you want to dig Bradley up and kill him again. It really does. <laughs> it really does. Thanks, Dick. Yeah, you know, because they were they were right on the cusp, and yep. you know their their debut major label album, uh, you know, which had multiple hits on mm-hmm. it. Uh, uh, what I got, probably, you know, the, the greatest example of. Those guys were going to blow up nationally when Bradley mm-hmm. went down. And, uh, yeah, it was very, very frustrating. It was a very sad day when that happened. Yep. But, uh, but you know, in their short, short time uh, in existence, they left just such a great, great uh, uh, amount of material. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's, it's going to carry on long, long after probably you and I pass. You Truth. Know? Truth. So, you know, props, props to the late, great Bradley Knoll. Well, I tell you what, to quote one 90s song leading into our next segment, every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. Mm. And that's why it's time for a new segment we like to call... It's time for Lyrically Speaking, the game show where you can play at home as Johnny Teflon and Michael Sean Lee try and stump each other with famous rock lyrics. And here we go. Boom. Huh? I, I like it. It's I got like legs. It. We, we can have some fun with this. <laughs> it's I, can, I, I can see us running with this. One of our favorite words, whimsical. <laughs> What's not whimsical about that 60s? Sweaty, swinging game show kind of you know music. And if, and if there's anything the world re- needs right now, it's a little whimsical. A little whimsical, I, and I, I tell you what, say. a little friendly competition. So Absolutely. that's what this is about. Yeah, let's have some fun. And you folks at home are more than welcome to join in. Uh, I don't expect you to be as bright as us because you know we're professionals. Right. So don't get too excited. Yes. And uh, depending how this goes, I'm thinking of making this a segment maybe during the week, every morning during your drive into work. Right? Well, it's, it, again, it's good fun and uh, good wholesome fun. Yeah, and it, it taps into the music that we all love. Yep, and uh, and what we're all about here at Big Boom Radio. So. Let's get the folks the lyrics. Here's how it works. All right, we each have picked five songs with a um, a segment of lyrics for each song. We will read it to the other contestant because it's only two of us, <laughs> and the uh, the person getting asked the question must respond correctly with both the artist and the name of the song. Mm. All right, everybody square with that? Challenging. Okay. You're not going to get your lawyers on me if you lose this? Uh, well, you know, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. They're on standby. Now, by all rights, uh, Michael Shonley should wipe the floor with me with this. You should eat my proverbial lunch because he is a lyrics guy. I was going to say, I'm very impressed that you want to go down sure. this road, uh, given that, yeah, you're a, you're a melody guy, you're a music guy. I am a music guy, but you know what? Guy. I also got a really good memory, Okay, and I'm a competitive son of a bitch. He just might kick my ass on this, folks. You never know. Johnny Teflon is like that. He is. He is. He's a vicious bastard. And let's see if he comes out. So I'm going to start off, again, to give you 
a, a feel for this. All right. Uh, we'll read the lyrics to you, and then you can take a moment to think about it. Not too long. Mm. And then just give me the artist and song title. Are you okay. ready, sir? Well, let's, let's rock and roll. All right. Everybody at home ready? Do it. We're ready. Okay, then. Saturday night, and you're still hanging around. Tired of living in your one-horse town. You'd like to find a little hole in the ground for a while. Wow. You totally lost me on that one, man. I have no clue whatsoever. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Not familiar. I like these are one of the ones I thought you would have picked up on. Interesting. So you're sure you don't want to take a guess? Uh, no, you completely lost me on All that All right, one. sir. That is Billy Joel. Oh, okay. With Captain Jack. <laughs> Saturday you know, that's, night, that's, still that's one area, folks, that you, you must know is, is if it comes down to Billy Joel, <laughs> Johnny Teflon's the expert. He's and the I know pro. it's your kryptonite now, so I will it take is, note of it is. that, sir. All right, all right. Well, let me bounce one off you, see what you got. Okay, all hold right, on. Let me take a little go. sip of uh, loud mouth soup here. Yeah, there we go. Mm. Oh, that's nice. Okay. All right, you ready, John? Ready. All right. I was born in a crossfire hurricane. And I howled at my ma in the driving rain. Oof. Tick tock, tick tock. Is it Stevie Ray Vaughan? <laughs> Good guess, but no. Okay, damn no. it. I don't know. All right, that was Jumpin' Jack Flash. By the Rolling Stones. And now, now I see your reaction, yeah. too. The minute somebody says who it is, you're like, oh, my God. You start hearing the song yeah. in your head. Yeah, because, of course, the, the, the line after in the driving rain, but it's all right yep. now. In fact, it's a gas. Damn it. It's all right. I'm jumping jack. Because I was leaning towards Stevie Ray Vaughan Crossfire, obviously. Oh, that was interesting. interesting. All right. All okay. right. See? Okay. No, this is stuff. how this works, folks. All right. Uh, maybe you won't get the rest of these then. We'll you see. Know? We'll right. see. I met you on somebody's island. You thought you had known me before. I bought you a crate of papaya, then waited all night by your door. Ooh. Damn, that sounds familiar. <laughs> that, that sounds very familiar. Shit. This is one of those things when you tell me, I'm going to go, ah, yep. bang my head against the wall. <laughs> the fucking papaya <laughs> should be the dead giveaway. Ugh. I, I got nothing. All the times you were probably in a bar and you heard this on the jukebox. You know, I know. And just took it for granted. You know, took it for granted. I mean, the papaya reference lends itself to a, you know, a, a Jimmy Buffett guess, of course. But uh, shit, no. You got me, nothing? man. You got Damn. me. What do you got? That is uh, Steve Miller doing Jungle Love. Oh! <laughs> oh! Damn! I should have known that. I should have known that. You know, I, I, I did have a chance to see uh, Steve Miller on a couple of occasions. No so kidding. No excuses no on excuses that one. No that excuses. Time. All right. All right. Let me throw this one at you. Then. All right. Uh, here we go. You think you're going to take her away with your money and your cocaine. You keep thinking that her mind is going to change, but I know everything is okay. I'm going to go with Tom Petty, and the song is Listen to Her Heart. Nice. <laughs> ding, ding, Boom, ding. Boom, he's on the board. Ding, ding, ding. Woo. Nice. Nice Johnny Teflon. <sighs> That is, that is correct. That folks. was nerve-wracking. Good stuff. Shot after Good that stuff. <laughs> of course, I'm, I'm falling back on a lot of the songs that I'm, my band covered back in the day. Okay. You know, songs that, you know, I played a million times. I could reel the lyrics off mm -hmm. the top of my head. But it, it puts you in a position where you don't know you know, whether people actually know the lyrics or not. And that know? was easy for me because that is in my top three favorite Tom Petty is songs. Is it really? Yep. Yeah, it's a great TP tune. It truly yep. is. 
Good stuff, John. All right, come on, man. Let's get you on the comeback All trail. Right. All right. These last three are very doable for okay, you. Okay, okay, hit me. Here we go. And if you're taking your girlfriend out tonight, you better park the car well out of sight. Because if they catch you in the back seat trying to pick her locks, they're going to send you back to mother in a cardboard box. Pink Floyd, run. Pink Floyd, you better run. Pink Floyd. No, wait a minute. Let me think about it. You better run. Blah, blah, blah. Shit. What is the title? What? See, that's the thing You're about right Pink there. Floyd is they, they'll, they'll throw that shit at you and then they'll, they'll pick out a title. Uh, You're shit. right there with it. Shit. Run like hell. Bingo. Thank you. Nice. Thank you. Done. Ding, Thank ding, you. ding, 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 ding. All right. Good stuff. I guess we Good need stuff. like a bell sound effect. I'll have to work on that. Nice. <laughs> um... All right, Sir me, Nigel, he's probably throw, got that. Yeah, he probably does. All right, it's one all. All right, let me throw this at you, and I'll admit there's a, there's a, a, a difficulty factor of 10 on this one because it's, a, it's bridge lyrics. Um, again, it, it, and it's, it's funny because it's, uh, this set of lyrics is the reason why I absolutely insisted my band cover this tune huh. because these words are so, so cool. But, uh, but yeah, it's... When you're not throwing somebody a chorus or you know a main verse, mm-hmm. you're 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 kind of you're kind of pressing on them. But let me bounce this off you. All right. Putting on my clothes, I made my way to school, and found my teacher crouching in his overalls. I screamed and ran and smashed my favorite slot machine and jumped the silent cars that slept at traffic lights. Not a friggin' clue. <laughs> Again, that's no the, the difficulty factor. Ten scales of understatement. Uh, that was David Bowie, Panic in Detroit. Oof. Yeah. Wow. Well, like I said, man, you know, I in, li- in digesting the Aladdin Sane album. Uh-huh. Um, one of the few things my my music uh, efforts, if you will, my band, we had such diverse tastes in music. But one of the things we always agreed on was David Bowie. Hmm. We were all heavily influenced by Bowie. And, uh, and again, in, in going over tunes, Bowie tunes to play, coming across these lyrics, it was like, oh, God, I got to sing that. I got to sing that. You know? right. And I forced the song on my band. It was brutal. All right. But, Somehow uh, it's still one all. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, this you'll probably get. She's oh, an really? easy one. Okay. okay. Two times, and it has rendered me punch drunk and without bail. Think I'd be safer all alone. Ooh. Yes, that sounds very familiar. Yeah. Think I'd be safer all alone. Oh, God, and I can sing it. Shit. I keep saying that. Have you noticed that? Shit, you know? <laughs> That's your new word. Yeah, this, it uh, is. It is. Post-election. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. God, I'm going to bang my head against the wall. Oh. Five seconds. Tick tock, tick tock. <laughs> Damn it! I know this. I know this. Take a guess. Oh, Vaseline. Uh, 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 yeah, it's Vaseline. Stone Temple Pilots. Well done. Thank that you. is correct. Thank you. Thank you. Ooh. Good stuff. Good stuff. I figured you would get that. Yeah. All right. Shall I bounce one off you, John? Oh, let's go, man. What I got? Two left on there, or one? Yeah, uh, I got two actually. All right. Again, this is this is a, a 
Difficulty factor of 9 out of 10. I'm going to hit you over the head with a bottle. I, I think that would be appropriate, but wait until after we get done with the broadcast. <laughs> I but told them, is... folks, I said, make sure they're well-known classic rock songs. <laughs> well-known. Not a B-side. No, this is not a B-side. <laughs> All right. Not a B-side. Um, but it's one of those tunes where um, the lyrics kind of sound like something oh boy. X-Band would do. <laughs> Um, and you know you know which bands I love and and who I'm going to reference. So, um, and it does have does have a word in there that will clue you to the title. Oh so. shit! All right, so here we go. Uh, let's swim to the moon. Let's climb through the tide. Penetrate the evening that the city sleeps to hide. <sighs> I got nothing. Eh. That was Moonlight Mile by The Doors. <sighs> <laughs> the minute we go off air, folks... That's not even on the greatest th- hits. There's going to be a bottle flying in my direction, I'm oh quite sure. I'm quite sure. You know how much I love The Doors. But it's not even on the greatest hits, so you can't consider it one of the most popular Doors Mo- songs. Moonlight Mile's not on the greatest no. hits? No. Really? Yes. Oh, it should be. Jesus. <laughs> All right. All right. Just All wait right. till we do this in the game someday. All right. Okay. <laughs> Is there a final one going out to you? Okay. Uh, and I believe you're currently leading two to one. This could seal the deal if you get Ooh. this one. All right. He's got the potion and emotion. When I'm feeling low, when my love starts to glow, he's got the power every hour. He's the reason why my face is all aglow. Damn. Damn. Jesus, that just went right by me. I got nothing on that one. I think you stumped me on that one. Holy shit. And I'm sure I'm going to be kicking myself. Probably. Yeah. Nothing? Nothing. I guess. Nothing. nothing. Kiss. Dr. Love. Shit. <laughs> Damn. Ah. <laughs> I should have had that one. Damn. They call me Dr. Dr. Love. Ah. <laughs> uh. Ah. Uh. All right. Frustration, frustration. All right, well, this is, this is going to be kind of short, but this is such an iconic tune. <laughs> is this an 11 on a difficulty that, that, scale? No, no, no. This is, this is, you should nail this one. Oh, boy. Uh, this, is, this is classic, classic rock. All right. Um, you know, for anybody that's ever rebelled against anything, this should, this should ring some bells. All right, and it's, it's very short. I'm not right. giving you much, but you ready? Ready. All right. It's a hard world to get a break in. All the good things have been taken. That's super short, man. Sound familiar at all? It's not ringing any bells. Uh, think, think, think back to like the 60s, the early 60s. Repeat the line, please. It's a hard world to get a break in. All the good things have been taken. Is it the Rolling Stones? No, mm, no, nope, nope. close Damn. though, close though. Same, same genre, same group of musicians. Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> Beatles never ran, wrote anything hard. hard. Uh, let me. Oh, give then it must hint. be the Who. Let me give you a hint. Okay, give me I, a hint. I told you uh, in an off-air story that I actually drank with this guy and played with his band. 
That could be a couple people. Um, repeat the line again, please. It's a hard world to get a break in. All the good things have been taken. Eric Burden? Yes. Name of the song, John? Uh, oh, you're right there, man. You're right there. Is it... We got to get out of this place? Bang! Woo! Bang! <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Wow. Woo. All right. So we left have, it all on the mat there. We we, we have <laughs> ourselves a draw. We do. Yes. Setting up for the next uh, ultimate clash. Yes. This is us clinking our respective beverages. Bravo, brother. Bravo. Oof. Impressive. Nicely done. Nicely done. All right. Good time to take a break as we play gem number three. All right. Well, Another we... light-hearted whimsical tune. All right. From the nineties. Yeah. This, I'll is, tell a, this is a Johnny Jam from this the nineties. This is a Johnny Jam like. because, like I said, we're keeping it light. And tonight, if you've noticed, all of our songs. It's kind of about just mellowing out, getting along, cutting the crap. We made it to the finish line. Let's move on in a positive way. Here is Smash Mouth with Why Can't We Be Friends. We'll be right back.
then nothing, nothing like a little smash mouth. You know, because when you, you don't know. hear it for a while, you're like, damn, they're, they're kind of good. Yeah, well, they they they, they were... A, a, <clears throat> Victims a, of their own success. Kind of, sort of, yeah. <laughs> but in the time that they were on the on the radio, they were a breath of fresh air with their irreverence. That's the you best know, way to put it. So yeah. many things were so serious during the yeah. grunge era. And these guys came along, and, and there were a couple of artists. Weezer is another one, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of, you know, for lack of a better term, took the piss out of things. Right. And Smash Mouth was right there. Yeah. And, uh, and they had a pop sensibility to them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, yeah, if, if anybody doesn't remember that version of that song. And that's the thing. I mean, they might not, I guess as, as artists, what might be paramount to you more than, than money and accolades is uh, critical and, and how you're received by the critics. Sure. And they, they, they took a, a, a beating, you know. But to me, I think, you know, surviving well past your time in the spotlight yeah. and that, that lingering fame and how people will always associate Smash Mouth with the 90s, yep. that, that's a huge win right there. Oh, yeah. But well, again, they were, they were swimming upstream. They were doing something different than what was popular right. during that time period. And I always got to give them credit for that, whether I like them or not. You know, they tried to carve their own niche. They yeah. didn't just go with the flow. They did something different. And, uh, the, you know, if you remember the, the movies of the time, mm-hmm. you know, and the soundtracks that they were featured They were in. on the movie Rat Race. Yep. They were on Shrek. I yep. forget which Shrek they were on, at least yep. one of them. Um, and what was that movie with, uh, God, um, Charlie Sheen's ex-wife? I don't know. Uh, Neve Campbell. It was, uh, it was set in Florida. It was uh, Kevin Bacon was in it. Matt Dillon was in it. God, what was the name of that tune? I don't know. Ah, Christ. It wasn't Wild Things. Was yes, her? it was. Oh, okay. Yes, they were in the, the they, infamous they, pool scene yeah, oh, with God. Nev Campbell yeah. and, and... Was it Liv Tyler? No. No, no not Liv Tyler. What was that? God, this girl's in... You know, she should be enshrined all the time. Yeah, it's like I know who you're talking about, but Charlie I'm Sheen's wife. But uh, but yeah, I distinctly remember huh. you know where, why can't we be friends right. placement in the earlier part of that Thank movie. Good to know. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah they 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 did their thing. They right. did their job and good for it. Good good. To, good for it. You know, yep. and props to them. Right. Yeah. So John, what's coming up in Big Boom Radio this week? Wow, so much stuff. Like I said, I keep going back, doing a lot of recording for some new shows, getting some fresh stuff out there. Nice. Because nobody likes reruns. This is especially true. Especially me. You mm-hmm. know. And, uh, you know, in particular, I've been having a lot of fun lately doing um, two of the shows that are near and dear to my heart because I was alive and thriving in both of these decades. All right. You know, New Wave Wednesdays, uh, every Wednesday at 8 is all about the 80s. Okay. And, of course, Saturday morning 70s, as the title would suggest, is all about growing up in the 70s. Sure. And the thing that makes this fun is that my goal with both of those shows, both an hour in length, is to let the listener feel like for that hour... They are back listening to radio in the 80s or in the 70s. So there's a lot of um, commercials from the era thrown in there. Okay, hold on. Yeah. Denise Richards. Yes, that's her. Yes, there we go. That 'er ne'er-do-well that's really famous for being hot, not so much acting chops, (laughs) right? This is true. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, back to the shows. It's, um, yeah, it's about just going back in time and trying to experience the music the way it was as it happened. Now, if you're yep. listening to, say, New Wave Wednesday, everything kind of matches. And you can get, and here's the ultimate mission, to give people an appreciation for things they otherwise wouldn't, such as New Wave music, okay. which to the kids today might sound like really techno and hokey right. and whatnot. Yeah. But, well, what, what artists are we talking about here? Oh, it's all over the place. Now, yeah. let's say on New Wave Wednesdays, it was originally 
all new wave. Okay. And some very early punk. Something like Gary Newman. Yes, kind of yes. Okay. Um, but then it kind of branched out. I'm like, you know what? To really get an appreciation of the 80s, it needs to be everybody. So we welcomed in Prince, Madonna, Cindy Lauper. There's nice. even some Bruce Springsteen tunes in there. <laughs> nice. I mean, you name it, it's a part of things, you know. 80s anthems like Frankie Goes to Hollywood, okay, um, Rock and Roll Part Two. I mean, all of this stuff. <laughs> They're like, holy crap! The only thing we've kind and, of excluded you Gary, Gary Glitter was Gary in there? Glitter. Oh yeah. my god! You know, wow. the only genre that we've we've kind of eliminated has been hip hop because I used to have a show on Thursday nights, Throwback Thursdays, in which I would do nothing but. 80s and 90s hip hop. Okay. So it didn't gel with the rest of the sensibilities from, you know, the 80s. So yeah. who knows? Maybe someday they will reappear again because there's a lot of great crossover acts. I mean, anybody from, you know, Run DMC, look, doing a duet with Aerosmith right oh, at the top. Sure. Groundbreaking. Right. But, yeah. um, you know, De La Soul, Public Enemy, a lot of these great groups. And everybody knows, you know, Bismarck Key, LL Cool J. Yep. Uh, Heavy D, Queen Latifah. There's, there's a place for that. And they'll probably at some point get reintroduced. Yeah. And then on Saturday morning 70s, with a wink and a smile, we always try, not always, but we always try and include an episode of Schoolhouse Rock. Okay. Because they're so damn educational. Oh, hell yeah. We all remember those jingles. Yep. And that's when learning, literally, was fun. Yeah. You know? And we yeah. all walked away from our Saturday morning cartoons learning stuff, yeah. which was the last thing we wanted to do, right? <laughs> yeah. But even with Saturday Morning 70s, I've included a lot of commercials from the era, you nice. know, nice. Um, and clips from, you know, TV shows, the lineups that they had back then. I'm sure at least one or two has Jimmy Walker yelling dynamite, <laughs> which is going to be lost <laughs> on so many people. Yeah. But I've got, like, Terry Bradshaw doing a, a commercial for Red Man Chew that nice. was actually on the TV at the time. Couldn't do that today. Could not do that today. So... It's a lot of fun stuff. It's it's all about you know going back and reminiscing. Yeah. Um, we don't have a specific. I'm gonna put this in air quotes. Specific '90s show. However, Monday through Friday, and I might not have ever mentioned this on the show. Mm-hmm. Monday through Friday, from 12 a.m. to 3 a.m. is '90s overnight. All right. And I play nothing but '90s rock and roll for those three hours. For those poor bastards that are stuck at a job doing the overnight shift, yep, yep. who maybe need to be taken away like a cow gone bath, again, to reference <laughs> the 80s, and, uh, and do a little reminiscing. That's oh, yeah. Monday through Friday, 12 a.m. to 3 a.m., nothing but 90s. And we do hit a lot of different time zones now, yes. that, now that online radio is, is global right. and whatnot. So, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't necessarily be... That might be Behind. all my friends in Tokyo or Australia oh, yeah. get to hear is 90s overnight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all my good friends out in L.A. who are dialing in at 9, nine o'clock as opposed yep. to midnight. So and, of sure. course, if they ever miss this podcast, they can go to Spotify, which has all of them. You just pick and choose which one you want to listen to. Nice. As well as, I believe it's the last 20 in order, are right on the website. Same wow. thing, and you could download those to keep in your little, you know, collection yep. and reference and pick apart as you or copy <laughs> off it. I'm looking at all you people. I've heard your podcast; they suck. You know, stuff like that. They can copy us if they well, want. Well, they can they can go back 20 episodes ago. Yes. Wow. Yes. It seems Anything like incriminating ancient, there. Well, it's, yeah, no doubt. But it seems like ancient history now, doesn't it? It does because this episode that we're right about ready to finish is number 44, I believe. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right. So we're coming up on 50, and that means 51 is sure to be a best of part two. Absolutely. So there's that. So, again, lots of stuff going on. And for today, thank you so much for joining us. 
Remember, everybody, it's a new day and age. Don't be shits to each other, okay? Yep. I'm Johnny Teflon. And I'm Michael Sean Lee. And we'll see you all on the flip side.